retreat. And so if you are still interested in going and you have not signed up, please let us know tonight or meet with me right after service. Uh, also, there'll be an LTC class uh, offered by Sam Coy over next door uh, right after prayer, well, at 10 o'clock, someone after prayer meeting, uh, men's prayer breakfast on Saturday. And then uh, please note that the uh, uh, membership class there in April 11th and the 18th. Let's look here to the Word of God, and I want to title this evening's message just simply uh, New Strength. New Strength. How many could use some new strength? So some, some, uh, some renewal, but, but also some new strength. And I, I hope that uh, even beyond the renewal, that you will discover that there is a strength beyond your strength. And that you will, you will begin to draw from that. Because I believe with all of my heart, that is the purpose and the intent that God has always intended for man. Never to walk alone, but always in harmony and fellowship and in likeness of God. And everything that refutes the character, the love uh, of the Lord is not of the Lord. It's not the good gift that God has given us through Jesus Christ. Let's look here in Isaiah, familiar passage, but I want us to read it here. Uh, Isaiah uh, 40 and verse 28 says, Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Good stuff, isn't it? As we look here, I want you to note, first off, uh, there that have you not known. I believe before we'll ever begin to draw on the strength of the Lord, we gotta have revelation. Have you not known? Have you not known? There's a, there's a revelation, and I pray that God gives us, and I pray daily for revelation, that God would reveal to me what I don't know. There are things about my heart, there's things about my life that man's heart is wicked above all things. Who can know it? God knows it. There's a place in which the eyes of the Lord are continually upon. That's the, that's the place of the heart, the inner man. The Lord told Samuel when he went out to anoint a new king, he said, don't look at the outward appearance because the, he said, I look on the heart. God sees the heart. He knows the truth about us. He knows what we believe. He knows how we behave. And he still loves us. Thank the Lord. But we need revelation on the strength of God and the character of God. But notice there he also said, have you not known? Have you not heard? I believe, folks, that we have a, a divine obligation, we have a mandate and a call is to bring the communication to forth so that people can hear the word, that we can seed the word of God into people's hearts so that I believe through revelation and communication and the greatest communication you need to involve yourself with is you and the Lord in prayer and in the word, revelation and communication. But here we see that in, in this passage that we look at, this beautiful passage of Scripture, 
It's going to point to a strength beyond our strength. I want you to notice here first off, the, uh, and, I, and I read a commentary today, and I, I love to draw from uh, McLaurin oftentimes. But he said that in this, this is the, un, the unwearied God giving strength to the weary man. In this passage, we see the unwearied God giving strength to the weary man. We also see that earth, uh, the earth knows no independent strength. Think about it. Everything we have is going to run out of strength. Uh, you, you continually have to, I love the car that I drive, but it has a small gas tank. And so I have to, I'm running it out of energy all the time because I have to go to the gas pump, the gas pump, the gas pump. It, it's going to run out of energy. The earth is, is not independent when it comes to energy. Energy has boundaries. It has a, uh, the earthly power is limited in range and duration. It's, it's by the very law of the being of it. It's, it's, just, it's just not going to last forever. There's a strength, though, that the Word of God shows us that's beyond our strength. So the unwearied God giving strength to the wearied man. And the wearied man lifted to the level of the unwearied God to his likeness. Think about it just a moment. He takes us in our weakness. He takes us in our weariness. And he doesn't just leave us there. He gives us an option to choose him, to wait upon him. And then the Lord takes us and he not only bestows his weakness, but he lifts us up to the place where we can receive that strength in Christ Jesus. Now, as we look here, notice that it's not a natural strength that we're talking about. Now, when I was young, I could go all day and all night, and, and I could go from, uh, I was thinking about summer camp, because we were looking at summer camps this year for our kids, and I, I could go to three different camps in a, in a year, and then I got to where I could go to two, and then to one, and then, and then I liked to go to the, to the young children's class, uh, the, 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 the six-year-olds, because they go to bed at eight, and they get up at nine. I just don't have the energy for it anymore. You run out of energy, do you not? Your energy levels physically start to deplete, but it's an energy we're talking about tonight that's even greater than the energy of the, of the natural man. He, he gives illusion here, Isaiah does. He said he gives power to the weak, and those who have no might, he increases strength. And then he says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Their natural strength is going to fail. But there is a strength beyond our strength, and it's a revelation of the strength of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who does what? Who strengthens me. So there's a strength that God bestows upon us. If we could do it all in our efforts and energies, we would have no need for Jesus Christ's strength. If you could make it on your own, if you could do all that there was need to be done, you wouldn't have need of the strength of God. But I also find out in the word of the Lord that if I accomplish anything in the kingdom of God, it's because of the strength that he's given me through Jesus Christ. I can do some things. I can do, I wonder what that all would include. All things. I can... I can forgive all who have wronged me. Well, let's talk about the strength. I can, I can control that temper through what? 
Now, you may be trying to control your temper and your strength. Well, I just, I've got to blow off every day. Let me tell you, if God intended for you to blow off every day, then he would have put a smokestack in the back of your head. <laughs> but see, you, do you find out, can you, can you stop that wandering eye? Can you hold back that root of bitterness in your heart? See, there's a strength. There's a strength that can enable you to have self-control. There's a strength in Jesus Christ. And see, if will alone was enough to get us to where we need to go, we would have no need in the sacrifice of Christ. It, it, is, the, it is the goodness and the mercy of the living God that he, he allows us to take our will and now appropriate that to the rightful place, and that is to choose Christ and say, Lord, I need your help. And here's the thing, that we are living in a world where, where, where strength is, uh, is, is, is celebrated, and, and rightly so. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I like men's men. I like strong things, and I, that's wonderful. But let me tell you what is attractive to the Lord is weakness. It's weakness, because in his weakness, his strength is made perfect. And it's not that you can have a physical strength, but let me tell you, a spiritual strength is, is appealing to the Lord. It's when, you, it's when you decide that, hey, I can't get through this valley on my own. Lord, would you help me? Lord, I can't get through this relational difficulty. Lord, will you help me? Lord, I don't know how to navigate, Lord God, through the, the thickets of the, of the things that I have to endure. God, I need your help. We humble ourselves and we take our will now and we give it to the Lord so as we look here what we see is that our strength our strength's going to run out our strength is not going to be what it needs to be it's 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 going to diminish you can't do it all I think that's a lot of reason why the Lord has limited our strength so that we can come to the place to understand we need to depend upon the body of Christ relationship again See, if one person was called to do everything, then there would be no need for everyone to have gifts. I'm just getting this as I'm going here, so folks, y'all stay with me. The Lord may open some stuff up here. You may be a one-man show, a one-woman show, but let me tell you, we have an obligation to, as children of God, as ministers of the Word, to empower others to fulfill their call, to help to see what their giftedness is and to show them through example, to share with them, and then to surrender them to the calling that they have in their life. It's not just any one person. It's a body ministry built in relationship. And it is such an awesome joy and privilege. And you don't know this, but my radar is always on. And I'm always probing and I'm always looking. I'm looking for the giftedness that God has placed upon you. But I'm not going to put you in a place until your character complements that giftedness because I don't want you to be a target to the enemy. Well, well, we'll move on. Okay. But I want you to see something here. This is interesting to me. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. That word renew means to change. It is a changed strength. 
We've already declared that that strength that we're talking about is a strength beyond our strength. It's a strength in Christ, in Christ alone. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, I want you to note there that that is not a delineation of strength. Sometimes we look at that and we say, well, I'm going to start out soaring, and then I'm going to end up running, and then I'm going to start walking. You know, in my dreams when I was a kid, I'd always take off running in a little bounce, and then I was, anybody fly in their dreams? I've quit flying. I, I used to love to fly in my dreams. But I'd start out walking, and then I would run, and then I'd do a little bunny hop, and we would fly. And before I woke up, we were back on the ground. Anybody, is that bear witness? I think it happens to all of us. But anyway, so we always think that, well, we, we, we're coming in for a landing, and so here we're soaring high, and now we're going to, we got we to bring this thing down, so now we're going to run it out, to, and then we'll eventually begin to walk. But I, I don't, if we look at it a little closer, we're going to see that that's not uh, what I believe Isaiah is talking about. It's not a delineation of the strength, because if you notice there, said the Lord said that he will renew our strength singular it's the same strength that we need to fly it's the same strength that we need to run and it's the same strength that we need to walk and there's only one place and source we can find this strength that is in Christ Jesus it's in Christ Jesus so it's not a strength to fly, it's not a strength to run, it's not a strength to walk. I believe what we are looking at is areas of our life when we need strength and soaring has a different aspect of our Christian life and running has a different aspect of our Christian life and walking has a different aspect of our Christian life. But folks, it's his strength that we need. Now we talk about walking we have studied and we see that where the Bible tells us when we're walking in inheritance, when we're walking, we are walking in authority. It, is, it has to do, it's a, it's a metaphor that, that talks about our way of life and the authority that we walk in. We find out that there are times, folks, where we need strength to walk through those valleys of the shadow of death. There are times where we need that strength and we say, oh God, I need strength to get through this, this journey that I'm on and I, I can't run through it. I'm not soaring over it. I've just got to walk through it. Sometimes, as Isaiah said, we're going to find ourselves in some, in some floods and, and in some furnaces. But the Bible tells us that the Lord declares to us that we will walk through those things and he will be with us. So there's a strength that you may be longing for, looking for. It's the strength of Christ. You can get through that difficult situation. How? By waiting upon the Lord. Now, there are times and there are things that I have waited for for decades. From the moment I was brought into the kingdom of God, I had a fire in my heart that has many times circumstances tried to stomp out. But let me tell you, there's a fire in my belly for revival. 
And revival for me is not just a series of meetings. It's not bringing in an evangelist who stands behind a pulpit and declares things and, and, and we agree and get excited. No, the revival that I'm talking about is a revival that, that is transformative, that is fire field, that reaches in and, and, and takes daddies. It takes men and turns them into fathers and husbands and takes wives and, and turns them into, into mothers and daughters. It, 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 takes a, it takes all generations into to account it, it's when people walk in and they're so bound by uh, by drugs and alcohol and self-destructive behavior but they go out free and they're liberated by the glory of the power of God when you come in and you start worshiping the Lord and, and all of a sudden in the midst of worship the Spirit of God begins to move and all oh, that dread and that grief begins to melt off of the heart of God's people oh there's been some waiting because I do know this Without a move of the Spirit of God, we're going to lose whole generations. We're going to lose them. We're going to, things are going to continue as things have continued and they're going to continue to digress and be destroyed. But let me tell you, I believe with all of my heart, God has the plan and his plan is revival. And I believe now more than ever, we need revival. We see that we wait, and there are things that we wait for. But you know, there are things in the moment while you're walking, and you feel, I hope, I hope you grasp this. The work has already been completed. It's done. What I'm talking about is salvation at the cross. It, it's complete. Jesus Christ did everything necessary for the salvation of all humanity. It's complete. He did it because the Father loves you. And the Father sent his Son to die for our sins. Now, with that, the waiting for you and I comes in the moment that we feel our strength failing. And the waiting is when we are walking in that valley and we just say, God, I wait on you. I need your help. And the strength of God will enable us to walk through those valleys. We see the run. The run, there's a, there is a, a, a strength that God is going to give. It's an endurance to run the race. Now, Paul talks about the race being a, a, a race that, that we run and said that everybody runs to win, but only one receives the prize. And you got to run according to the rules. you got to run according to uh, what is mapped out there. You don't want to be disqualified, but you got to run with an attitude that I'm going to win. And you bring your body into subjection. Olympic athletes don't show up the day of the, uh, of the, uh, of the event. Uh, no, they've been training and conditioning, and, and, and it's the Olympics were delayed, and so they had another year of training and conditioning to get to that place and so running talks about endurance and you think well I can't run I can't hold I can't keep pace but I believe that there is a power of the Spirit of the Lord that's going to come on the church in these last days and I believe that power is is, is something that's going to get you up in the morning and it's going to carry you through the day and it's going to be the power that Elijah is showed us and displayed to us on Mount Carmel when the when the he began to gird up his loins and he began to run he ran and cherry 
chariot pace uh, and a chariot endurance. He went from Mount Carmel to Jezreel, uh, and that was some 25 miles away, and he beat the chariots. Uh, that's some endurance. Uh, that's some endurance when you get out there and you start running. Uh, God can give you the strength to endure. And he can help you in that endurance. When you wake up on Sunday morning and you think, I, can't, I, don't, I don't have the strength, that's when you say, God, I need your strength. I, when when you, you are called upon and the Holy Spirit says, I got something I want to show you. Come, come into the Word. Open the Word. Oh, I, I, I got to sleep just a little bit more. It's that strength that God gives us. But I want you to see there the soaring, the soaring. Let me back up some of this with scripture here as we talk about Christ. As we see that when we walk, Colossians 2 and 6 says, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As you receive Christ, stop trying to do it yourself and start walking in the strength that God has given you. And as we wait upon him to help us, when you're in conversation with someone and all of a sudden you're, you're a little bit put off by them, or you don't know what to say, or you don't know how to behave, or you don't know exactly what you need to do, just wait upon the Lord, even in the midst, in the moments. And if God gives you something to say, say it. And if he doesn't, then just hold your breath, hold your tongue. Amen? Run. Therefore, since we are Compassed by such a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and what we've got the power to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You have a strength inside of you. Now, as you look here, fly. That fly means to not just to take flight. Don't crawl upon a building. I had a distant cousin, step cousin, 14 cousins removed. He was a drug addict and crawled up on top of a building to decide he was going to fly. It didn't go so well. He, he, he jumped off and broke a couple of legs and maybe I don't know what all it broke. And I didn't know him all that well. I just knew he was a, he was a step cousin 12 times removed. I don't know. I just knew who he was. That's what I'm telling you tonight. I'm not telling you to go jump off the building, but I'm telling you that your, that your thought life and your attitude and your um, mentality and, and the narratives in your mind can be more than just what's on the earth. It can be elevated to the places. Uh, don't think on things of the, uh, uh, on this earth and the scene, but put your, put your mind in those heavenly places. And I, I'm not telling you to become so, uh, uh, so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Uh, but let me tell you, we're not going to be any earthly good until we truly get the mind of Christ uh, in our spirits and in our hearts and in our actions uh, and in our attitudes. We see there's a strength that beyond our strength, and that strength uh, is a strength that can help us to walk, help us to run, but also help us uh, to elevate us beyond this natural world into a place. We can see ourselves through the eyes of Christ, through the eyes of the Father. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait. I was thinking about today, as I was thinking about that wait, Andrea brought it up in life class a few weeks ago, how that she would wait for me to get home from school. 
not like grade school, like college. <laughs> I, I didn't own my f- first car until I was 20. So I was, I was going to school down at Waco, and she lived, she lived in a little town that you'll miss if you blink called Bellevue. It's not where the state hospital is at, but it should be. They could, they could have a satellite campus out there somewhere. I was from the big, booming metropolitan area, Bowie. Mickey and Kay know where that's at. They used to live out there. But I didn't have a car, and I went to school in Waco. And I could make it. I had buddies that went to school in Waco as well from Bowie, and they always came back on the weekends. And so I could find a way home two and a half hours away. I could get from Waco to Bowie, but that last 10 miles, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't have a car. Nobody in my house had a car that ran. I, I, I'd have to get out. I could, I'd let her know, hey, I'm on my way. I'll be there. Uh, it was back before cell phones. Uh, it was back before we would use calling cards sometimes until we ran those out. And we usually wrote letters. Anybody write letters to their sweethearts? Come on, any letter writers? All right, four or five. You know where I'm at. That's where true love is born. So we're writing letters. And, and I'll be home at such and such time, hopefully she, hoping she's got the letter in time. And, and the crazy thing was is I, would, I couldn't get that 10, 12 miles. T- I couldn't get there. I'd get all the way there, and I would, just, I, I would go to my sister's house. I would go to my cousin's house. I would go to, my, I'd go to everybody that I knew trying to get to her house. I'm going to tell you how pitiful I am. Okay, this is pitiful, pitiful, pitiful. I had no junky bicycle. It wasn't road weary or, or road worthy. It was pretty road weary. And you know, the tires on it were awful. And so, but there was one day I was so desperate to get to, to, to the love of my life, I jumped on that bicycle and I took off. Now we bought bicycles later and 10 miles is just a workout. But that day it was just, I was trying to get to her house. I was traveling and what was she doing? She was calling every bow that she had, and hey, what do you know? She was she was waiting. She was waiting, anticipating. It was one final hill that would come up, and she would even watch me that day. I came over with the bicycle. Here comes pitiful. Second, I'm out on 287, <laughs> four lane highway. I'm cruising along in my uh, my junky bicycle. I'm getting to her house. <laughs> I was in love. I had to get there. That's a longing in my heart. Sunday nights were torture because I had to go back to school. I wouldn't see her again until Friday. And only if I got to ride that 10 miles. She was waiting on me. That's a very, very crude, crude example, but let me, let me take us somewhere. Jesus did the traveling to get to us, and he stopped at nothing to get to us. Let me tell you, I love this woman more than any other human being on earth, and she would admit as well. We both love Jesus more, and we're waiting on him. And let me tell you, there's a love that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit has for you 
and there's a there's a waiting that we need to begin to engage. Oh God, release such a such a love, oh Lord God, in our hearts for you. See, he took the effort to get to us. And now he wants us to wait on that power so we can have the strength to elevate our thoughts and our minds and to get up to where Jesus is at. I, I want to read something I read this morning that kind of sparked this message today. I had something else in mind when I came, came into the office, but, but I, read, I was reading an Andrew Murray movie, Andrew Murray, and it was the opening of the chapter, and he said, Waiting always partakes of the character of thoughts of the one on whom we wait. Our waiting on God depends greatly on our faith of what he is. There's a reason she waited on me. It's because by the grace of God, she loved me. See, we wait upon the Lord. We will wait upon the Lord if we know him as our strength. We will wait upon the Lord if we trust him to carry us through those valleys. I don't understand everything that happens. I don't. There's some, there's some gaps in my mind about things pertaining to theology, pertaining to the things that go on in the, in the earth. You know, every single one of us, if we would admit, we've got some blind sides to our, to our spiritual understanding. That's why we need one another, to help one another, to understand who Christ is, to see every facet and aspect. I love a, a multicultural experience in the body of Christ because even uh, even different cultures uh, uh, other than our own will begin to bring us into a greater understanding of Christ and that's that's what we are meant to to do for one another that's how we help one another but let me tell you the gospel that works in America it better it, it, it better be the same gospel that works in Mexico and the same gospel that works in Mexico is the same gospel that works in, in, in Africa and you see what I'm saying it's a it's the word of God it's the it's the power of Jesus Christ it's the moving of the Holy Spirit but what we see here and what we begin to understand is that is that God loves us and if we don't know him we won't behold him and if we've got a misunderstanding about who he is and his love for him, we won't trust him and we won't wait upon him. But I'm saying, oh God, let us, hast thou not known? Lord, give us revelation that you are the creator. Lord God, give us, Lord God, have you not heard? Lord, we want to hear from heaven. We want to know in our hearts who you are and what you've done and who we are in you and that we are no no longer seated on earth, but we are seated in heaven with Christ Jesus. And now let my thoughts begin to soar to that place. Andrew Murray, he pointed out something I didn't, I have never considered. He said, "How do you expect that the eagle got its wings?" Well, went to the dollar store and 
pulled out some straw and feathers and stuck it together and poked it. No. How do you get your wings? You get your wings at birth. You have, would you enter into the kingdom of God? Would you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You get your wings. You get your wings. What do I mean by that? You have within your reach the ability through the power of Jesus Christ not to occupy in the, in the low dregs that the enemy or feed from his uh, slop troughs. Uh, you can go sit at the banquet table with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you are up and high in heavenly places uh, and you are he is more in you than you can even begin to fathom. Uh, and you've got your wings at birth uh, and you can fly and you can do this uh, and you can overcome uh, and you can destroy the, the enemy out of your life uh, and you can soar and you will never experience that unless you're challenged. That's where the strength so many times that we find ourselves. Deuteronomy says, like an eagle stirs up her nest that flutters over her young, he spreads out his wings and took him and lifted him on his pinions. See, we are born with wings, but we got to discover we can fly. God didn't call us to be fat babies sitting in the nest. Daddy, I'm hungry. Please puke in my mouth. Mama, but both mama and daddy taught the birds to fly, according to one study. <laughs> but what we see is there comes a time where it's like, okay, I've been feeding you, feeding you, feeding you, feeding you, feeding you. And I, I love those times of early Christianity where everything you touch turns golden and everything you do is blessed. And, man, it's great and, 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 and it's wonderful and everybody is beautiful. And they say kind words and the and the bad words you don't even hear anyway, and you just you just take it all in. The Lord said, I, you know, I, I brought you into the kingdom, but I didn't bring you in to be a fat baby sitting in the nest. Never being challenged, and sadly enough, never discovering the strength that I put in you to soar into destiny and to run the race and to walk through those areas in authority so you may occupy your inheritance. So what the, the mother eagle does is there comes a time and she watches the progression of the eagles. And they are pretty, pretty good size. I was watching some videos of, of some mothers that like they had lost it or something on their babies. <laughs> it's like it's time to get out. And you know, the eagles, they always, they always perch way, they build their nest way up high. If you've ever heard an eagle scream in the wild, it'll wake you up. <laughs> There's bald eagle nest up in a, a Lake de Grey where we used to fish in hot springs and just outside of hot springs. And 
I was out there one day and we were fishing along. It's completely quiet and the tallest tree that you could ever imagine was sitting out there and there came a bald eagle just screaming, screeching. I said, wow. See, that, that eagle mother, she will come in and she'll begin to screech. And next thing you know, that he, he's, waiting on the, he's waiting on the next bite. She's like, no, you don't need another bite. You've got enough. You need to work off some of those bites. <laughs> I'm getting back over here because she told me I didn't walk today. But anyway, so she begins to flutter and begins to push until a little baby falls out of that nest. Now, they don't always get it the first time. Sometimes they're... So what does the mother do? She watches until they bounce off the ground. No, she doesn't do that. She swoops under and catches them just when they think they can't make it anymore. Under his pinions, he lifts us up. When you don't, when you, he's not going to leave you alone in flight school. No, he's going he's to reach up under and he's going to pick you up. He's going to lift you up and put you back in the nest. And you're going to think, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm glad that's over. I'll never challenge again. I'm staying right here. Feed me. There's been too many folks in the house of God who the Lord pushed out of the nest and said, okay, you need to, I'm going to challenge you in the area of relationships. Go make some. Make them healthy. All that failed. I'm not moving out of this nest. They didn't change fast enough. God wasn't trying to change them. He's changing you. There's areas of ministry that you're called to operate in. Oh, I failed. I couldn't figure it out. Try to fix you up, put you back. You've been sitting there just getting fat and happy. I'm talking spiritually. Spiritually. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Preacher's getting dull. It's not, it's not tasting very good anymore. Feed me, Lord. Feed me, Lord. Maybe we need to wake up, work off some of this revelation that we've already gotten. <laughs> we want some more. And now Mama Eagle gets up in there. So you're never going to learn your destiny unless you get out. And she pushes them out again. And she does it with a little bit more force this time. And then now a little bird is falling down. What am I going to do? Mama hates me. Everybody hates me. The preacher hates me. He challenges me every service. Oh, I hate him. I hate him too. I was watching a video of a bird, an eagle that was flying for the first time. And it's literally, you could see, it's almost as you could see it in their eyes. Wasn't flapping the wings, just. What? It's happening to me. See, there's a strength that you're never going to discover. If you always do it in your strength, in your knowledge, in your understanding, you're going to. But the Lord is going to pick you up, put you back in the nest. He's not going to feed you anymore. He's going to shove you out, and you're going to take off, and you may. But he's going to pick you up and put you back in the nest until the day comes along where you say, oh, Lord, I'm just going to wait on you. What do you want me to do? Just spread your wings. It's in you. Just do it. Just do it. Soar. 
They that wait upon the Lord shall change their strength from a natural strength to a supernatural strength. And they will soar beyond the failures. Are you hearing me? And the regrets and the remorse and the self-condemnation and the rejection and the failure. And all of a sudden, they're going to start running the race. They're going to do it. They're going to have endurance. And they're going to make it with chariot speed and chariot endurance. Because that is what the Spirit in them says they can do. They're going to, you're going to soar to higher heights. You're going to see things you didn't know were possible. Because you're going to stop looking down and from earth down. And you're going to start looking from heaven down and heaven upward. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. Because he's not only giving you wings, he's giving you feet. He's giving you the backbone. He's giving you the passion. He's giving you the knowledge. But if you don't ever challenge, and if every challenge puts you back in the nest, you're never going to soar. You can't do it by yourself. That's the beauty of it all. You can't do it by yourself. But see, you'll wait on God will greatly depend on what your faith is and who you believe He truly is. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Lord, we ask tonight Lord, forgive us for operating in a human strength, Lord God. And when it failed, we just gave up. When that relationship failed, we gave up. When that ministry failed, we just quit. Lord, I I pray tonight, Lord God, that you would free us from this condemnation of exhaustion. There are those that are in this house tonight, and Lord, they're thinking I don't have the energy anymore I don't have the energy for more relations I don't have the energy to work through those problems I don't have the energy to to let people in Lord I ask tonight that they would wait on you and Lord simply obey your voice and Lord more importantly to receive your strength if you're in this house tonight and you need strength in any area that was mentioned or what God is speaking to you, if you need strength tonight, I'm not talking about a, not just talking about new emotional energies. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a, a, a new outlook on life. I'm talking about a change of heart and mind that shakes the snakes back into the fire and just goes on with your life. Talking about a, a, a zeal and a power that God wants to put in you. If you're here tonight and you say, I, I want that strength, I need that strength, just stand up right where you're at and put both hands. Just put both hands up. Just put both hands up. Lord, we surrender to your strength. Lord, this is our waiting upon you. Lord, this is our waiting upon you. We don't need multiple, Lord, levels or layers, Lord God, of strength. We just need your strength. 
We don't need strength of human flesh, Lord. We just need your strength. Lord, we can't do anything without you, Lord God, and we can do all things through you, Lord God, only by your strength. And Lord God, there are those that are in this house tonight, and Lord, they have been looking down from earth down, and Lord God, they're going to begin to find the strength to look from heaven, Lord, into their situation. Lord, you're going to raise them up to the place where they're going to understand that they are seated with you by the Father. Lord, we it is complete, Lord, and we love you. And Father, we need you tonight. I pray, Lord God, that we may know that the revelation may come, that we may hear, Lord God, that the communication, Lord, may penetrate our heart, and that, Lord, we may understand that there is a strength of Christ that we can have. Lord, you put every effort to come. Let us put confidence in knowing that you are our true king and our Lord and our loving father. And Lord, we wait because we trust you. We wait because we love you. We wait because we need you tonight. There's change coming now, now, now to your heart now. Don't let it be so, don't let it be superficial. Let it be life change. Now receive, now receive. Now receive the strength of God. Receive, uh, let the strength of God just begin to manifest in you right now, in your mind, in your heart, your relationships, in your ministry, in your, in your calling, in your family right now. Just, just make a covenant before God. I'm going to wait, Lord God. I'm going to wait upon you. Lord, I'm going to wait on you tonight. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We praise you. We love you and we praise you. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that that word ministered to you tonight. I hope that you will, when you find yourself in those places where you don't know what to do, you don't know where to turn, you don't know, you just don't know, that's when you turn to God. And that's where you say, Lord, I just trust you. Help me. He wants to help you. God bless tonight. We love and appreciate you. Men, we'll see you back on Saturday, 8 o'clock. God bless. We'll see everybody else back at 930 Sunday morning. Those that are listening in, God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. And uh, keep us in your prayers as we're praying for you. God bless. <laughs>